Welcome to Trusted Podcast, where it's all about discovering who you are and learning the tools and strategies to make every area of your life a little sweeter. And now your host, master coach and caddy, Fader. Aloha. Welcome to Trusted Tuesday. George Truly Fader, I'm grateful to be with you as always. The weeks are flying by and I know you feel that too. We live in a very interesting time and today as I was spinning the wheel, it landed on business. It landed on business. So I'm speaking to all of you who might have the scratch and itch and thinking about starting a new business. You know, there's three ways to start your business. You know, they're the very easy to understand. You start it from scratch. You have an idea. You buy, you know, number two, you buy into an existing business. You know, you, if you decide to buy into an existing business, remember the key word is patience, patience. <laughs> and then you can invest number three into a franchise, an already existing business. And so there are a lot of you out there who have the interest to start a new business, not quite sure how to do it. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. It's been my pleasure to run and operate 13 businesses over my lifetime and none I enjoy more than the one I'm doing right now at Trusted Coaching, which is my all-time favorite because I get to work with some of the most fascinating people in the country and it's just a delight to learn so much with them but there's a very important part that goes missing when we try to start a business and or invest in a business that i want to talk about a little bit today so before i do talk about that i want to answer two questions i had uh, many questions that were submitted to me this week from prior podcasts and one about rhititis from last week. Uh, one person wrote in to me and saying, Fader, thank you for helping me discover something that has been plaguing me for quite a long time. I love some of the ideas, but I just feel like I'm addicted to being right. And just remember, I, I sent him a note. It was actually a her. <laughs> I sent her a note back just saying, remember that we often are worried that we're going to be abandoned. We're going to be left out. We fear that mightily, okay? And so just address that. Ask the question, why do I feel like I'm being left out? Why do I feel like I'm going to be abandoned or not fit in? Okay? That's the cornerstone to that one. Another one comes way, way back having to do with life insurance. (laughs) And the question was, What is the best life insurance for me? The answer is each each person is different. And so that being said, I want to just prick your mind here. Look at the coverage first. Term insurance is the most inexpensive way. But then look at the coverage that you want to carry with you into your retirement. That is the biggest mistake, is that I need to do an overview of life insurance for most, I need to do a podcast on it, no doubt, but write down 
the amount of benefit, death benefit that you feel like you need to support your spouse and your children. And then look at what you want to do with that money and how it will provide. Most people are not very good at putting a number to how much is needed. Okay, so use term insurance, but also use whole life, universal life, because insurance goes with you past those retirement years. 99% of everybody doesn't collect on their life insurance with term insurance because they outlive the term. So what do you want your life insurance to do? Most people say, pay off my house, take care of my wife, et cetera, et cetera. When I'm in retirement, I won't need that anymore. But yes, you will. And what are, what are one of the things that really hit people in the face is they get more charitable as they get older. And then they want to do stuff for their kids and grandkids and charitable organizations and special needs people and all that kind of stuff. And life insurance can be a terrific way, terrific way to pass on wealth to people who need it. Okay, so that's a quickie. So now we dig right back into the business. There is a formula that has served me well over 35 years, and I want to share it with you. Number one, do you love the product? Love it. (laughs) Okay? Answer it honestly. Number two, do you have say in the management? All right? Because when you don't, One time I owned a a company with a couple other guys and we ran into some hardship and we had to allocate the management, the pro, you know, the percentages to another group. And that was the end of that. So there are times when, you know, you have to make some drastic measures, but remember number two, do you have say in the management? Okay. And number three, how much time can you put into the company? I'm not talking about investing in a company. That is for another podcast. I'm talking about starting a business. Number one, do you love the product? Crazy about it. Do you have say in the management of it? And number three, How much time can you put into the company? I had some good friends who started a multi-million dollar company and they did it on their lunchtime. Okay, that's how, and for years, they just got together, the four of them, and they they did it uh, on their lunchtime. So you've got to evaluate those three things. That there's a reason why a stool doesn't have two legs. It has three minimum to be able to keep you up, and it's more valuable if it has four. Four. Four legs. But those three are just necessary. So if you go in, you start the company, you say, I kind of like it, but I'm not crazy about it. But it, hey, it's a good way for me to make money. That's not enough. Okay? It won't carry you through it. And there's danger there. Do you have say in the management? If you think that you have a good mind for that, the second reason why companies fail is because of mismanagement, not just of funds, but just poor decision makers. And so when you start a company and you bring people in and they work together with you, you must evaluate and understand 
what kind of management people they are. And I know that I keep my, this is one that, this is a podcast that needs to go on for like an hour, but I just don't like our podcasts, so I can't do it. You can just reach out to me, okay, and we can talk a little bit, and you know my phone number, and feel free. But then how much time can I put into that company? Because what happens is people start out relatively naive, and they just kick in a few hours on a weekly basis and then it starts to need more time and more time and more time and then they they kind of put off the their main occupation or they don't do it well and they start running into hardships there and what I've seen too many times is people that don't do their the job that they're in very well because they're excited about this other one and this other one takes and they run with it and the, the balance gets out of line And before you know it, that company, the new one, doesn't materialize. And they have put themselves in a tough situation. And even to the point where they get fired or lose their job or they're just, when they go in for their quarterly evaluations and stuff, they're just not measuring up to the other employees. It is very important to try to create as many avenues of revenue, as I call them, as possible. And if you just have one avenue of revenue, I highly recommend that you begin looking at a second avenue of revenue and then the third. I do not recommend that you have more than three at a time without having a team of people that you work with, a bunch of, you know, good friends and good colleagues that are very dependable and you have a great relationship with them. But it is a marvelous thing to try to get two and then three. And when you want to do more than three, you need a whole lot of expertise. And that's for another day. But I hope that today I prick your conscience. I hope that this will be enough for you to start that business. There are so many tax advantages to starting that business. I mean, one thing that I, you know, I, I would just prod constantly to my boys, especially, is, you know, just going and looking for golf balls and finding golf balls. <laughs> And then we would go find 100, 200, 300 at a time, and then we would sell those, and the kids would make money. You can turn that into a little LLC. You can turn that into a little company, and you can write off mileage. You can have some lunches. You can deduct supplies and cleaning supplies to clean all that, you know, the balls and everything else. And then you can develop a website, and you can market all that. And a lot of you are nodding your head saying, yeah, 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 Fader, we... I've done that. I I get that, etc. There's a lot of different listeners out here, and I want to try to cover as many bases as I can. Remember the first three. Even if you're going and looking at finding golf balls, do you love doing that? Do you love the product? Do you have say in the management? And how much time can you spend? Don't just wing it. Have a detailed plan. Go on my website and pull off the course and learn how to do a business plan that is both professional and will save you a lot of headaches. Aloha. You can trust it. Hey, listen, if you enjoyed this podcast, you'll want to check out the course, 18 Holes to Mastering Life. It's one of the best places where you can get step-by-step instructions and personal coaching to help you achieve your life vision. 
Just go to trustedcoaching.com forward slash join to learn more. Again, that's trustedcoaching.com forward slash join. We'll see you there.